Free Your Mind is a podcast show that covers a range of topics from buzzing media headlines, hot trends on social media space, music, and social issues. Myself and a group of co-hosts will meet to give our hot, sometimes unfiltered opinions on and takes on these issues. We are hosted by the Gold Coast Report. Find us on your favorite podcast player and follow us on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind and on Instagram at The Gold Coast Report. We also have a website, thegoldcoastreport.com, where you can find other podcasts on our network. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Free Your Mind. We are back again. My name is Komo. Um, I'm here with my co-host Maya, as usual. Maya, what's up? How's your week been? Good. How has your week been? <laughs> Charlie, stressful, but we are here. We do this for our listeners, so Charlie, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, it's a full house today, Charlie. I have three other guys with me. <laughs> um, um, Apechi, David, and then Jude. But um, let me leave them to introduce themselves. So Apechi, if you can introduce yourself. All right, sure. So I'm Apechi Ampia. I'm a software engineer and also a structural engineer. <laughs> okay, I was really think about that. Apechi is actually a structural engineer. And you don't have he to move into software. Now he's taking software over structural engineer, but you notice for <laughs> notice for. All right, um, David, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, so I'm David Queen Shumensa, but everybody calls me Shushu and if Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm an architectural designer. All right, all right, okay. Yeah. And then the last person, Jude. Yes, uh, I'm Jude Noagbe. Um, but people know me for my rants on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but, but my, my full-time <laughs> full job is, is, is in design. So um, studied architecture, but well, being calling yourself as an architect is a legal term. So I'm not yet an architect until until I, I write and pass the exam. But hey. I'm a designer for okay. now. Okay, okay. We are sorry. We are very sorry. Uh, All right, so it's a full house. Um, Charlie, we have all the big guys in there. We have building architects, structural engineers, and then um, we have a lawyer in there. And then we have the host who is basically freestyling this live shit. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. Um, quickly, we are going to talk about two giant nations in Africa. At least they claim to be giants, Ghana and Nigeria. And they both have issues that we want to basically um, free our mind on. So um, over the week, Charlie, it's been heated. And I'm sure everyone listening to this knows what we are supposed to talk about because Charlie... I was trying to wait this out, but it didn't look like it was it was something I could wait it out, honestly. And uh, we are here to talk about SARS. For almost, I think, day nine now, the Nigerian youth has been has been trying to 
actually go against the system like and it's amazing what they are doing over social media physically over there how they are trying to mobilize themselves against the system um, against a president who is evidently a clown and um, <laughs> isn't really doing anything to to, to wow. help the situation yeah and um it's amazing what they are doing because it doesn't look like they are relenting right now and they are fighting against police brutality which was an issue like i think some months back in america for some strange yeah. reason it's happening in nigeria for a very long time and um, the youth of the country are saying it's enough and they need that to stop and there's been yeah. some back and forth charlie <laughs> which which looks like a charade <laughs> Of foolery to me, honestly, because um, Charlie, <laughs> I don't know what really they go on, but there's been a particular um, incident that has really caught my eye and then has gathered a number of tweets about how the international community, the influencer community, and then the presidential community has dealt with this. Um, over the number of weeks, we've had people hate our own president of the land. For his strange silence on the issues whilst he is tweeting about what his government has done so far for us, but oh. doesn't have the time to tell his personal assistant to tweet about <laughs> police brutality that's happening in the back. And to me, it's sort of like the whole your friend is a rapist and you don't want to call him out, but. I am the moderator <laughs> of the show. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> Let me leave it for the, <laughs> the guest and my co-host. Ladies first, Maya, can you go into that? What do you think um, the whole influencer culture, because the president in himself is an influencer too, if you want to put it that way. Do you really think okay, we need... Yeah. Do you really think we need influencer voices in this movement that Nigeria people are chatting? I think I think we'd have to divide it into like the political side and the social side. Like on the social side, where it's the celebrities and people with big platforms, I definitely think they need to lend their voices, even if it's not to like you know say what you know Buhari is doing is wrong, but just to lend their voices to let people aware of what's going on in Nigeria. But when it comes to the president and other presidents across the world. That's where things become dicey because you and I are not in politics. You and I don't know how we got it. You and I don't know how Akufadu or all the other presidents go into power. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And if, like, I'm using my imagination, I'm thinking of like big time series like Kanda and Sakaya. We all know what goes behind closed doors when it comes to politics. So many things go on that influence elections, that influence international decisions. And I can understand, I don't agree, but I can understand why a lot of people, a lot of presidents haven't actually come out to say stuff. Because, like, let's do that. I think it was the Burkina Faso president or someone who said he's not allowing protests, like, in his country. That's because all these people use the same tactics to run their country. So if we are coming to say something against another president, group, but you were doing the same thing, that's one. Two, international decisions, policy decisions, other countries also play a part in influencing like um, decisions when it comes to decisions with ECOWAS, decisions with UN, decisions with a lot of other international organizations. So I can understand why presidents in general or governments in general 
are not jumping to speak on something. Probably they are having discussions on how to take the next step. But I mean, as you said, day nine, it's been so long. Like, why the silence? I don't understand what's going on. But I can see why everybody is being silent. But I don't know which, unless I'm, I don't know which president has come out to do what they are doing is wrong. I only know the UK government has come out to make a statement about what is happening is wrong. And then later on, Harry came to make a statement about this bandit class, make tenants into swat, whatever. So yeah, I just think it's a very dicey thing. Like, we can all get angry and everything, but we have to understand that, like, it's beyond us. That's the thing. Like, it's beyond us. We are not in politics. And these people who are in politics, they are literally the ones who are running the game. And yeah, that's okay. it. All right, Jude. Um, earlier on, um, on Twitter, I saw you um, discussing something about pragmatism and realism in terms of like um, the the protests in general. I, for one, feel that you have been against the fact that the president needs to. You have been with the fact that the president needs to voice his opinion on what really is happening. Because earlier on, I remember quite frankly, with the Mali protest, which was also some kind of disturbance. They had a whole Zoom meeting and had to publicize to all of us how they were all coming to come and sort of save money up, Mali out of those disturbances. And we equally have those kind of disturbances happening in Nigeria. And for, for one, I think that Nigeria has been like a giant in terms of stepping in to solve problems that's related to ECOWAS namely like exactly. Sierra Leone and Liberia, like they sent troops. And this even happened when Nigeria was in a military government. So it's wild that a military government back in the day, because Nigeria became really a republic in 1999, and these Sierra Leone wars were pre-1999. So I don't know, yeah. what's really your stand on the, what's really the, the president's stance as it is right now? What really okay. is your stand so, on that? Okay. Um... What, what what I think is um, people want to hear the president because they can't see action. Like, they don't... If there was something going on and there was progress, then whatever they say won't... Like, we won't need to, to, to ask them to speak up. Mm-hmm. But this, this these things have been happening for so long, and it's like, it's getting worse. It's, it's not getting better. We don't see whatever it is that they are doing behind closed doors. We don't see the effect. So it doesn't feel like them being silent on it makes uh, sense or even makes us comfortable with the fact that okay, so there's a there, there's a protest. We can't really see who um, our leaders side with. Mm-hmm. We want to believe that they side with the protesters, but we can't see who they side with because they haven't made a statement. And then we can't see what exactly they are doing behind closed doors. Because whatever it is that they are doing behind closed doors, we need to see the results on the ground. We need to see some effects on the ground. That, that makes it difficult for SARS to operate the way they are operating. So I, I think people are calling for presidents to speak primarily because of that. They don't, they don't expect presidents to, they don't expect the Kuvado to tweet at. Uh, Buhari and say, boss, Yo, stop what you <laughs> Yeah, like they, that's, not what, that's not what we expect. But we expect some, 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 like, even if it's diplomatic, 
it can be where those people even father has been a foreign minister for so long he, he knows a lot about diplomacy True. so for him to to not find the words to say something about this that does not cross the line that's weird to me and another thing is we want him to speak because he's on paper the most influential leader in Af uh, in West Africa, if not Africa, because he, he he's he's the leader of ECOWAS, and if you are the leader of ECOWAS, I'm I'm expecting you to have enough influence on the other leaders, so that like what you say behind closed doors carries a lot of weight. True. And so if if you don't have that influence, then it means I don't know how you got the position because if you don't if you don't have influence in 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 a sub region how then do you do you lead the sub region because it won't be too brute force it will be through negotiations mm -hmm. but negotiations only happen in in in, in these um and times when tensions are heated between ghana and, and nigeria it, it will happen when we have people who can actually influence the other nations and then like paint the right picture to them, to show them that, okay, so this is what's happening. This is what we need to do. What you're doing doesn't work. Let's do it another way. We don't expect them to chastise the, the president of uh, Nigeria uh, publicly, no. But we need to be action. Okay, okay, all right. So um, Maya said earlier that um, the influencer space is we are divided into the political and then the social. So, um, David, if you are there, um, I want to move into the social bit. We earlier on on Twitter saw people tweeting at huge um, people with huge followership or celebrities, asking them to talk about the police brutality or at least hashtag answers now. Do you personally think that we need these people to weigh in their voices, or does or does weighing in their voices help the movement? Does it really help the movement move, or we don't really need them? I want to know your opinion about that. Right, right. Thank you. Um, so, um, considering the NSAS movement going on socially, um, I feel right now we're in a we're in a period where everybody has a platform to speak because of uh, the internet right and uh, social media True. and as much as some some opinions are not warranted <laughs> everyone has that that's a um, privilege and yeah. you know when when you are an influencer i don't even know if that's that's the word but um, when you're in a position where your voice matters right mm -hmm. in as much as you may just want to be silent. Everybody requires you to speak. True. You see, True. it's like we look we look up to you in certain times. In as much as maybe you may not be the best person or the most qualified to voice your opinion, you still need to say something because silence means you don't care. You yeah. see. So um, what's this? What's this guy's name? You know this this Nigerian actor. I, I don't know. I've forgotten his name, but the one who did the Star Wars. The Star Wars guy or Tiga or something. He's, oh, okay. he's Nigerian. Yeah, he's also been vocal about this whole NSAS thing. And when we pick it from just a few months ago in USA, when 
the whole police brutality began, you realized that everyone was calling on um, like the likes of J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar to be vocal about it because that's what they've been preaching in their music for long. And I'm like, um, so J. Cole releases um, a song and he's saying, in as much as he, he has been saying this thing for long, he doesn't feel he's the most qualified to, to come out to say anything. But I mean, he's part of it. You get it. He's yeah. part of the whole movement. Yeah. Um, social media, I feel it's dicey because some people are only doing it so that in the end, they don't come out as the bad one. That when this thing was happening, you were not there. You see, so in as much as everybody's posting NSAS movements, I feel some of them can really do more than just post. You get it? They can actually be. Um, so let's say they have these influencers who who are well. I don't really follow them, but you know this girl, um, DJ Copy or something. Oh, I think that's another whole yeah. issue. You don't want to go into. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> different kind of <laughs> that's a different kind of thing but you continue dj copy yeah, yeah i get you yeah, because i'm looking at it i'm looking at the um, perspective where people are rallying on the road and all that yeah, yeah. you can't you can't be part of them yes okay maybe but i mean you can you can donate you get you can exactly yeah. if you could post the ferrari like few weeks ago then i mean getting hey. people free water and free food and things shouldn't shouldn't be a big deal because that's the little you can do. Your name doesn't have to be out there that you are sponsoring them or anything, but you you can you can play your part, you okay. see. So me to me, just posting answers, police and police brutality, all this to me is just rubbish, if you ask me. Okay. Because I feel your posting is just a show off. It's the main okay. action happening on the ground. Because yeah. Buhari can also post answers. But I mean it would be funny because He's supposed to be the one to take the action, right? Yeah. But if he yeah. posts, his, he can also say yeah, he's part of the movement and everyone will insult him because you're the one who has the final say. So okay. your posting doesn't make sense. Okay. You see, okay. so if you want to ask me from that point of view, I feel social media, to me, is just a joke. The whole post, maybe in as much as it is making people aware of what is going on, I feel it's just making people aware, but then it's not really helping the Anything. impact is not that much. Exactly. That's what you're much. And this yeah. is exactly. the reason why we have this podcast so that people can free their mind like this. Rita, you are going to say something. I was going to say, like, with regard to like people who have public platforms, mm-hmm. it's like with regards to DJ Copy, especially, like, is that like if she doesn't come out, or if other people are not coming out to be vocal about the answers there are other things they can do and exactly. they don't necessarily necessarily be vocal about it and that's why i'm not for people who are bashing I, I get you calling people out but i'm not for people who are bashing others because you don't know what people are doing behind closed doors and yeah. especially copy copy is in a dicey dicey situation and i hate that people <laughs> don't realize this no i, no, I get it i get it i get it she she it, it looks she like she belongs to the streets but <laughs> yeah I, I get yeah. that i get that but i personally get that it looks like she belongs from, to the street but she she really does and it and that's the difference yeah. between she that's the difference between she and her sister where her sister Sorry. has kind of paved a path for two of her sisters have paved the path for themselves away from their father's name. 
right. happy has embraced the money. She's embraced all those things. Yeah, like Temi has, but Kapi has embraced them more. So because of that, Kapi can't just get up and do certain things. Like yeah, people forget she's that, like sort of representing her and, father, right? Yeah, and people forget that we still when when Ghanaians and Nigerians talk about like parents and um, parents and child relationships, right? I get yeah. I get very sure because. We are all in the same Africa, right? Like you can't just get up and go arm <laughs> against your parents. Like definitely, it's not like that. Like it's not like it's a dicey issue. So for me, nobody knows what Kapi is doing. Like behind closed doors, she doesn't need to come out and say, "Oh my goodness, guys!" Yeah. So because I I videoed myself having um, my father bought me a Ferrari, so I should video myself, you know, donating water. That that more or less looks like performative action. That doesn't mean yeah, she exactly. understands exactly. or feels what she's doing. So I think people with big platforms, my thing is, I don't need you to lend your opinion. I don't need you to even donate. But as long as you are making people aware of what's going on, that's the least you could do. Because people need to be aware. Because I'm looking back where, when it was Black Lives Matter, like all my white friends, all my friends from European countries were all posting Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. But Nigerian lives who are also black lives. None of my white friends have said about it. None. And that's that's where that's my point because Nigerian lives are also black lives and their lives matter. But nobody has posted like outside the African sphere, nobody yeah. has posted anything about it. And I'm just like, Brad, like that's where I'm coming from because you having a big platform, Beyonce having a big platform, my carry having a big platform, you don't have platform to just Africans or Black Americans or Black British, they have access to so many people, to Caucasians, to Mexicans, so many people, and that's what we want. We want people to care about it. We don't want you to voice your opinion, but at least just re- just retweet or what they mean, repost things about themselves and the movement, so people are aware of it. That's okay. the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. My eyes are influencer in the whole right, so I guess mm-hmm. that's where the, I the, the passion. <laughs> I guess that's where the passion is coming from. But let me go to <laughs> my man. He's been quiet throughout so far. <laughs> Apechi. Um, this one is sort of like drowning off. We don't want to go into the whole Capi thing because I think if you go into it, it's another whole issue. But the whole point of this protest has been for the needs of the Nigerian youth to be met. And it looks like the Nigerian political class is playing circles around what their needs are to be met. And that's yeah. to some extent has caused, um, how do you call it, this protest to go on. And it looks like it will still go on for the very long time because they are really organizing. And uh, even though they are organizing, they are decentralized in a way. And that is yeah. a very powerful thing for them to get. But my question to you is, I don't know whether you're a realist or you're a pragmatist or I don't know what other thing you need to do, but do you think their needs will be met? Yeah, from how things are going, I, I don't think it will be met anytime soon unless they keep the protest on for like another week or or two, or probably the whole, the whole month. Because <laughs> if, if, you, if you, you've been protesting this seriously, like most of the major states in Nigeria are protesting like this, and then the president is not doing anything about it. You're not really hearing anything about their senators or their governors or anything come to speak about it. 
It's trying to tell you that, well, we are not being affected by whatever is causing to the youth. We, the probably the upper class people of Nigeria, we are okay. We have our money. We, we, the, we bathe, we cool. You, the youth, are suffering. It seems like you are causing this upon yourself. And, they, and they're not doing anything because since it's not affecting them, they don't do anything about it. Same way that everyone in Nigeria, they can see, like I said, this things. Uh, uh, there's a difference between the rich and the poor. You can see that if you are rich in Nigeria, you are very rich. Yeah. If you are poor, yeah, you are very poor. poor. You are very poor. So that's so that's the thing. So I mean, I'm in my corner. It's not it's not affecting me. So I'm not going to talk about it. True. So that's how it's looking like. Yeah. So unless probably a humanitarian body comes in to intervene or something. I, I really don't see how it, it would play out well for for the Nigerian amnesty. But the amnesty like talking about it. Amnesty has spoken about it twice. In fact, I think once two years or a year ago, and literally like when before the protest started, or once like everything came, amnesty came out again to say they are not for whatever. Yeah. But you see, amnesty, okay, that, I've, I've not seen that one. Amnesty is like a civil so that's where people. Their words really don't carry that much, yeah, but... weight, you know, especially against them. You know? <laughs> because, like, probably he, probably he, dude, he, he I mean, dude, when or dude, something. Yeah, Jude yeah. can contest to me. Like, he, I think he probably... said it a couple of times. Nigeria is really a very strong economic giant in 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 in, in Africa, and it's like you are going. Yeah, it's it's like you are going against you are going against the system, and that's what the Nigerian youth are actually doing. And it looks it looks bleak yeah. to some extent, honestly. Like the whole movement looks bleak. Like Charlie, it looks like these people are telling them, "Okay, do it. With time, you get tired, and then we all go back to square one." <laughs> That's what it's looking like. That's what really, to me, is looking like. I I don't know, but dude, do you think do you think these people are, are going to get their needs met? You see, that that's that's another thing. So, um, if you don't try. You won't, you won't know for sure what you can get. So, um, and because you can, I don't know how many protests are in people. I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't, for, for real, I haven't really protested anything <laughs> like any of those people are doing right now. You get it? So, I don't know how many protests people have in them. Yeah. And protests are not things that people enjoy. It's, it's not like people enjoy putting their lives on the line all the time going to sleep on the streets. There are mosquitoes in Africa. Like there are very, very small issues that we talk about. Like we people are on the streets, the sun is blazing hot. Some some can't even like you're you're not you it's not like you are sitting or you're walking around shouting at the top of your your lungs. Yeah you are screaming you are frustrated. You, are fr- you want a system to change, so it's not something that people enjoy. So the the thing is, you don't know how much you can get from the protest, but you won't really know until you try. And these protests have been organic. They didn't they didn't just start overnight when SARS started doing their their brutalities. They've been doing brutalities for so many years, and these these um, protests just started organically as a response to that. So it's not even um, um, something that we can say, oh, it's, it's, it's some 
one or two people who have weaponized the youth against their system. And so what are their demands? Let's do it for them. The people are demanding good governance. It's not going to be overnight, but it has to start from some place. It, it, it has to start from a point where the leaders even realize that, yes, we have, we've been giving you bad governance for a long time and we are willing to change. It has to start from that point. I'm not sure people are yeah, going but, to... But that's but that's the sense on the part of the government that, yes, we have been bad. I don't think any government yes. wants to accept that we have been bad and they want to change for you. <laughs> that would be tough. That, but that's the, thing, the, like, the, the expectation, too, in Africa is, is that it's different for, for African countries, unless maybe you are, you are talking about Trump, then the expectation is quite similar. Leaders don't admit when they are wrong in these parts. They don't also want to play by, by the book, like the book of democracy. The people have the power. They feel they are the rulers. So, yes, you, they, they, they even write their statements addressing protesters as children. I'm like, how are you looking at people who are fighting for a just cause like this as children? Even if they are below 18, they've demonstrated to you some level of maturity that doesn't, that doesn't make you, uh, that shouldn't make you look at them as children because they've shown more maturity than you. So in, in this case, you are the children. You are the people who are ranting and raving and dragging your feet and throwing tantrums instead of actually being mature about this and saying, okay, so we've heard, we've heard you, we will do something about this. So it's expectations, it's um, how much fuel the protesters have. And even though the online protests don't add much to um, what goes on, on the ground, in, in, the, in the Nigerian politicians' mind, the online protesters are just noisemakers. Even though that doesn't add to that, it fuels the protesters on the ground to keep going. And if, if we can keep sending uh, uh, small, small contributions, it also like helps them to also like uh, 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 keep, keep going. Like they need fuel, they need, they, need, they need us to tell them what they're doing is, is right. They need us to keep pushing them. So like, like I was saying, um, the expectations for things like this in Africa is low. So yes, um, Politicians also believe that they know well if we, if we keep mute for so long and we ignore them, this kids will stop disturbing us. But if we outside can outside Nigeria can keep pushing, because I think the army wants to do an operation in crocodile tears or something. That 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 to me looks like a way to you know put sat down social media for a few few days mm -hmm. and then tell us that yeah, they are tracking terrorist money and, and all that they house and slowing payments and closing down links so let's keep giving them the fuel and uh, we don't know where where this will go we are hopeful that it actually leads to like a nationwide um issue that needs to like be discussed and then some actual reforms happen okay so all we can do is keep pushing them Okay, okay, all right. So I think that's what comes to the conclusion of NSAS. We as a podcast and as a network, the Gold Coast Report, 
support Nigerians throughout the way on ending police brutalities and asking for reforms in their government. Because honestly, I want to add this, and I've been saying it, the people in the National Assembly over there in Federal Republic of Nigeria actually have no idea how to go about this. And that is plain facts. It's like, oh, you are taking to be an engineer yeah. and now there's actual work and you are lost. You don't know yeah, how, to make, about don't know how to make it. Yeah. So it's not like they, yeah. like they don't want to work. Oh. They don't have the capacity. So, yeah, they just honest. don't know it. Yeah, it's like, it was, yeah. they just hit them. They're like, shit, what's going on? Yeah. Today we actually yeah. have to work. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's new to them. It? Yeah, <laughs> very new to them. Yeah. And I real I I think that Nigerians who have realized that, oh, okay, so if we can get pressure to you like this for police reform, then we can yeah, that's for reform. Then we can get more things. Then you, you people can actually work. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think that Nigerians, yeah. um, the as dude, or I think one of our people, one one of you guys said there is this. Um, older person complex that they have, calling people their children and all of that. It is the admittance. It means in yeah, Africa. It's yeah, Africa. You, you yeah. just have to admit that, listen, we, 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 we know they see this thing top. We need some of you to yeah. come in in some of the decision process and let's work on this. It's that admittance. I think that's what will help them moving forward. It, it is not understanding that the kids are actually asking for this. And they're like, are you people are this reasonable? Like, people are this smart. What's going on over here? But hey, yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to all those people championing the movement, both on social media and on the ground. What's shout that? out to Nigerians. And the real MVPs, Charlie. Yeah, like Charlie, they are real MVPs. I'm, I'm rating them a bit closer to the Chinese guys, the Hong Kong protesters who went for like a whole year. <laughs> and I think like Nigerians have the drive to go for that law because yeah. Yeah. it looks like and if it's... they stop now, they are fucked. They've lost, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to all Nigerians. Charlie, we are supporting you. And this is a cue to all African leaders. We will count for you guys if you mess up. So especially <laughs> the Ghanaian government. We are coming for you. We are tired. We are tired of you. I have said it and I will yeah, say it. Protest. Is anybody else frustrated with the Ghanaian government? Me, I mean, I'll, me, I'll take it with my chest. If someone comes to call you, I'll take it with my chest. Are you calling oh, yeah. but out any person? But I won't lie. If I get if I get a job, I'll I'll leave you people. It's a well-paying job. <laughs> so I'll not protest with you people at all. Because the problem is I need money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was on a lighter note. We are moving down to our own country and its own issues. I think the last two weeks, um, the capital city experience some torrential rains, very heavy rains. I think it was like three days continuous. Annual festival. Pardon me? It's an annual festival of rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And and it came with its accompaniment of floods and um, normal areas that always experience floods, namely Kaneshi, John Dakuma had their own barrage of rainfall. But then we had a new development, which was Weja. Kaswa, Kaswa Boots had a, a lot of issues. It was a bit new. And with this flat thing, which isn't really, um, a, it's, it's a normal occurrence at this point. We've, we always have an issue of 
flat in this country and um, they we all go about talking about the usual thing what we have to do what we don't have to do so um me i'm not the technical person over here to my listeners i have three i have four no there's actually a lawyer in my eyes no you have three you have three <laughs> one two three, three. So i have three technical people and this is what we are going to do um i don't know but it's basically going to be a quick short discussion around it i'm going to ask them what they think should be done to help the flood issue because i know flood i mean you can't mess with mother nature there's a time that mother nature comes and even the world design cities go under floods but for us it doesn't look like that's the issue and this thing keeps on happening and it's like it happens and then we forget about it and then we talk about all other things and blah 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 and then we go back to square one again so i don't know who's going to take the first question um is it a structural engineer oh okay david looks passionate about it so let me just put it to you david what do you think is our problem with flooding in our car what do you think it's the main problem that makes this thing a yearly occurrence for us in our car right 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 um so when it comes to flooding yeah i want to start from i mean it's not it's not just about the floods it's just i think the general setup from from the head to toe everything is rubbish right okay so even the people who are in positions to do something don't have the capacity. First, the knowledge and the intellectual capacity they don't have. Mm-hmm. Before, two, they don't have the so the human resources bad. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, to, if you want to look at Accra, Accra is still built up on the footprint of back in the day. There's no new development of um, where we see Accra in the next ten years. Uh, ideas of development. It doesn't finish. Is it? The development is finished. Uh, it never even started. After <laughs> family, <laughs> is you there? I feel so hopeless. <laughs> you there? So, so then, when you look at flooding, flooding has a lot of um. It, you know, Mother Nature was there before human development came. So the water, that's the route it knows. It's not like it, it's finding a new route. That's the route it has always known. Right, you came to add something to nature, and that's what is disrupting nature's natural course. True. Now, before you come, you have to observe what happens in these areas. We know where the water passes every single bloody time, but every time we are still building and obstructing where the water is going. Mm-hmm. Now, new new flood areas are because of construction of these roads and everything that is happening. The road system, <clears throat> road system is happening. You see that we we construct a 10-kilometer road, blah, blah, blah. There's no drainage to the design. And I'm wondering, how do you do a 10-kilometer road knowing that it's in a flood-prone area and you have no drainage, no idea of the fact that we are getting torrential rains, we are getting a lot of water coming. Okay, let's look at it. Let's make nature work to our advantage. Now, if we're getting this load of water, can we collect it? Can we use it to create energy? Can we channel it to a point where maybe now we create... Um, Kwame Nkuma did the water lake. I mean, we can create something where the water can be channeled and become more of an asset than um, a problem. You understand? And these are probably design issues, right? Mm -hmm. Design issues, intellectual issues. Now, to be honest, town and planning people, me, I was in Akito, in tech. I saw them. Those people don't know Jack. 
I mean, for real, oh, I did work. I did work for. I did work for some some of the students, and they don't they don't understand what they are doing. Wow. You understand? And and this is this channels into every like almost every profession, right? Yeah. Because and especially government and um, government professions or whatever, because mm-hmm. the positions there, people are not there because of what they offer. They are just there because they have the papers to show that, yeah, I also went through the system. You understand? It goes wow. through even even referring, sorry, but let me just do, referring to the SARS thing, right? Yeah. Generally, our police system, how many intellects go to school and say, I want to be the um, head of, um, what's the name? Police yeah, department. Yeah, it's true, it's true. It, we are giving it to people who just finished and have um, a JHS degree or SHS degree. Oh, they just want a job. They want employment. True. Exactly. And, and these are the people who you are giving the power of democracy to. Like, imagine, you are giving the power to the people who know little. Is and those who have the internet. Like, exactly. <laughs> so you see the imbalance there. Now, road road and transport system, if we want to attack, we'll go on and on. Housing, housing. We'll go on because honestly, these things that they're doing even um low income house or affordable see rubbish, right? A lot of rubbish is just going on. There's development wow. too, wow. but the direction it is going in is downhill, it's not okay. uphill. All right, okay. So um David has given us a whole uh, he has basically summed up what a crass issue is. Yes. And Accra I don't, I don't finish them. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. If I look at this podcast, we can't, you can't discuss. You can't discuss yeah. that. This podcast yeah. will finish. But you, you, you basically summed up a crass issue, and this thing has is the same issue that has been going on. But I want to pick up on a a, a very important point you said, and then right. something you talked about harnessing the power of um, the natural flow of water to our right. advantage. So you are basically yeah. talking about some. You know, Naruto water bending avatar. I mean, most definitely, most definitely. Wow. So, <laughs> talking about harnessing water to our advantage, there's been a, a, a particular thing that the AMA and the Ghana government uses taxpayers' funds consistently for every year since I realized we we, we started having flooding issues. And um, that will, this question will go to. Um, RPG because I know he's a structural engineer and this is like a structure oh. issue. We yeah. always dread the odor and the Kole Lagoon as a way of water bending our way out of this black, this flat thing. But for some reason, our avatar skills aren't enough to water bend those in those places yeah. to dredge it. Do you think dredging is the only ultimate and even the right solution for us right now? In Accra, oh. dredging is part of the solution, but we can't we can't keep dredging the door like every single year or every single month because mm-hmm. the human beings who settle around it, that's their refuse collection point, mm-hmm. and you cannot stop them from dumping the refuse the refuse in there. So what what then do you do? So that's that's a solution of trying to dredge the door. That that would be that be very difficult unless let's say you clear everyone living along that that canal before we can have that that place that place free. Now, what I think the solution could be is first of all, we the human beings we need to obey the, the rules and regulations of the country. If you want to build, there's a process that you have to go through. You need to go and see is it the municipal assembly or whatever. 
get your building permits. Also, the people in the assembly have to work. They need to go and check where they're going to build. Where they're going to put. Is it going to operate the waterway? Is it is is is, is, is like is it a feasible place for you to go and put up a structure? If they tell you no, you should you should be obedient enough to accept that yes. Where I'm going to build, I cannot build there. So let me go and, and they find. Tell you no. So if so if, 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 even if it tells you no, then you come again with Charlie. Let me give you something small, then you go give me the permits, and then I can go and build my house. True. Then when it gives you the permits, you can build, you build, and then you start living inside. Then it starts to flap. It starts to call on the president. And I do hey, I'll like, I'll, planning, I'll planning, keep something planning. when you finish. Just sure. uh, do something. Yeah. Okay. So when you finish building, then the place starts to flag. Then we start to complain, trying to call the president, MPs, come and fix the problem for us. Meanwhile, we cause the problem ourselves. That, that, that's it. The solution is ourselves. If we are to be obedient and law-abiding citizens, some of these issues will not happen. Take, for example, Kaswa, Kumo, your, your side, that's going to construct dream. When I saw it, that thing doesn't make any sense make because sense. the yeah. dream's invent level is... So above the rule right. that water, 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 water can't enter the drain. So if you are doing the drain and the drain is so far above the road level, what are you doing then? Yeah. So either you need to plan your construction you properly. Okay, construction. Let me fill, <laughs> let me fill the road to a certain level. If the, the, the rain falls to, to fall off the road into the drain and to continue continue its path. But you are doing the drain first, where you know that's the rainy season now, you, you, you can't we can't predict it. There should be like some sort of uh, measures put in place when you're doing construction that, okay, in case there's a heavy downpour, what's that can pass here and pass here so that at least what I worked on won't be destroyed completely. But people just throw that aside and then just start constructing. Yeah. And then when the problem comes, it's then we true. start crying for help and then all that. So sometimes if I see people crying for help, I'm like, Charlie, bro, this thing, you cause it yourself. You should have built yeah. in the first. Talking but it might sound like you are being heartless. Yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So yeah. that's the issue with ourselves. Yeah, David, David, let me not cut yeah. it here. But talking about um talking about um people not seeking technical help, that's the main reason why I brought my OG Jude onto this podcast. Right. Because I am sure in his line of profession, he's always had an issue. And that's an issue I Sebra. also relate to Sebra. in my line of profession, Sebra. that you would Sebra. recommend the right thing to be done. And people are going to look at you some way. And then when the shit hits the wall, they are going to come yeah. back to you. Um, Apichi earlier yeah, was talking about clearing people. And I know that has, um, an, um, I, I think it goes side by side with arch- architectural design in a way. Yeah. What right things to be put at the right place? Do you think that for 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 Accra in general, do you think buildings are being built the right way? Is it because um, sometimes we cannot afford architectural services, or is it because architectural people are too too technical or too long, so it makes it too expensive? It's expensive. Or, yeah. No, the, no, the that, point is expense. That's why people yeah. don't go for them. Yeah, or is it that the four man? I think I think I want I want you to to start first. Yes, yeah, so I want you to take that. How, okay, so how, okay, because I'll I'll, so I'll let, let me, to you. I, I'm not cutting. I'll address to you. A okay. house my dad built. I don't think he used an architecture. Architecture. Most of this really? Yeah, yeah. I, I want mean, you. When to, when we when my parents were building their house, they did go for the technical people, but I think. Okay looking at me like if i'm going to build or if i even need like 
a software engineer, I need someone technical. I'm just looking at how Ghanaians look at pricing, and I think that's where everything comes down to. Like, we don't know how to not I just see. price, but how to value people's technical services. So, because mm-hmm. we are used to like undercutting and having things done cheap, or yeah. people feel like they want to prove themselves so they are overpricing their services. Yeah. Coming from LA Max person's point of view, I don't think people would invest in technical people, not because they don't see the necessity, but because it's either too expensive or they just feel like, bro, like I feel like I can do it myself. So I really feel like well, funny, enough, that... funny enough, it's not it's not it's not expensive. No, but you, I, I, nice I, I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I think I just think it's expensive in terms of how you value your you value yourself and you value the services you offer but in ghana it's expensive because like especially if you convert like i love but i hate people who tend to convert things to like dollars or like pounds in this to old ghana cities yes or or in the uk one billion yeah, so like that's just how it is because like we don't know even it's it's, it's everywhere with with photographers who feel like Ghanaians are always like but I think the problem is valuing how to value your service in Ghana and how people take it because people don't see their need they don't put that much value on the people offering the and services the and I feel like. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. But I also feel like the exactly. other people who offering their services also place high value on themselves. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong. But Funny enough, do correct, let me let me correct. let me chip in so, something small. Funny enough, what people charge you for services is very very small compared to what is actually stated by the, the standard. The standard house. exactly. We charge way way below that, and people also complain that it's very expensive. So let me go and take a mason, or let me go and take a roadside guy to do it for me. That's why. That's why I have to say to just to uh, that. So dude, dude has been quiet this whole time. Dude has been quiet the whole time, and I know he's he has some fireballs waiting to to throw here. So like, dude, Charlie, the floor is yours. Okay, so so I I think the. Let me let me let me start with the story. So we moved we moved to a new place um, uh, recently, and and during the lockdown, our neighbors burn like rubbish. They 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 make noise. Um, they litter where where we are. They litter like <laughs> the pavement and the grass, the lawns where we are. And I go and speak to them, and they are like, oh. That's how they've always done it. So right now, I am the problem. They <laughs> want to conform. <laughs> exactly. So the, the thing is, you don't. We are in a. We are in a. Is there a bias? We are in a. We are in a bias market. It should be a seller's market where we determine the value and then make the other people understand what the value of the thing is. But we are in a bias market, and it's honestly for most of the the architects, most of the professionals. Charlie, it's hunger game, so it's just like <laughs> thank you, you. Thank, you. Ignore, thank you, thank you, thank you. Know, you can't ignore the the truth on the ground that okay, so I need to pay my bills. I need to. so sometimes you want to do all the work, but you know you are not getting the value for it in yeah. terms of like remuneration. 
So yes. it feels like the the professional in the beginning wants to do the right thing. We all from from the time we were in school, we know what the problems in Ghana. It's like from social studies, we know what the problems are. So we, lack of we, amenities. Yeah. So we, <laughs> lack of human resources. <laughs> we choose a certain profession like architecture. We know okay, so this is what we need to do to fix this problem. But when we actually leave school and then start experiencing life, we realize they that just, the people who came before us, yeah, the people, the people who came before us, they are not, they are not idiots. So it's not like they don't want to provide value, but they know they are not going to get paid for the value. Say some, so, say some, some are idiots. So, so it's like there's this there's the hunger games and there's the 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 people who also want to push i want to provide our value irrespective of the money yeah uh, you have people who want to push themselves to get the work done in a manner yeah. that makes sense but you're also working against yourself because yeah, he's going to spend about three months to do somebody's house for them. Yeah, the person wants it done in a week. I, I've run okay, th- those are unscientific polls, Thank but I've you. run a number Thank of polls you. online. Thank you, where people will say, Okay, I have only one week for your dream, my dream house. Your dream house, you've been dreaming since you were a kid, not your starter house, but your dream house. Yeah. I want to yeah. live in that forever. Let's yeah. say that's the only house that you're going to own. Not in a yeah. rented apartment. Your dream house. And you're, you're asking them questions, getting to know them, building momentum, doing research. And they feel like, Charlie, that's a waste of time. Yeah, but imagine you being an architect or you being a professional, taking the time to do this properly. It, it runs from, say, a month, two months, three months. You need to, like, pay the bills. The money you're making, the revenue you're making from those projects should be able to at least cover the, the if you're not even making profit, let's say yeah. you're not making profit, everybody even. needs to get paid. Just breaking even. Yeah, just breaking even. Everybody needs to get paid. So you're, yeah. looking, yeah. you're looking at um, that and you look at it and, and people are, are pushing you to get work done. So again, in a bias market, pushing you to get work done in a week. If you yeah. don't do it, they'll go and Though some want to buy drawings from other people, some want to go and buy solutions that are not captured to yeah, uh, their exactly. life other people. They don't and even they, doesn't satisfy like, the, the tight. Exactly. They are not they are not patient enough to wait for the for the right solution. Yeah. So you it's 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 a, it's an economic thing. Okay. It's a, it's a design thing, it's a policy thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. So we, we can we can solve a lot of problems with design, exactly. but design is useless if the policy isn't right. Exactly. That's where that's where like things like the flooding issue becomes a big a big problem yeah, because you have professionals. Yeah, like let me let me slide you into that. You have professionals who I know are willing to offer solutions who have actually written research yeah. paper on what causes the floods and what needs to be done. Yeah. Let's say some of them are theori- theoretical, right? Let's just say, okay, some of them are theoretical. 
there are other people who have tried those same solutions elsewhere. So that's a proof of concept. Exactly. That's a proof of concept. You can look at all those people <laughs> and say, okay, so these people have done this this way. But in these parts, it's like we look at the problem and we are like, okay, I'm a politician. What's my role? <laughs> my role as a politician is to facilitate the, the solutions, to, to make it easy for technocrats to work. Technocrats are not very good politicians because technocrats like dealing with machines and inanimate things. So technocrats, technocrats don't have the social skills. skills. To <laughs> not the empathic skills. skills. <laughs> exactly. So like we can work together. Yeah. So you are a politician, you, you go learn your political science. Yeah, yeah. You, you go learn your social sciences. Yeah. You should be in a better you should be in a better position to be like a, the best facilitator for some of these solutions for some of yeah. the technocrats who want to who want to bring solutions to some of these problems. Yeah. But you have you have people who are paying so many thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions. Yeah, to save. It makes no sense to me. If you if you are paying that much, I know you are not in to save. You are in to make a quick a quick buck. Like people, you know, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't make business sense. And most of these people, it looks like they are professional politicians. They don't yeah. they don't really yeah. run businesses. And those people who run businesses, who enter politics, it, it looks to me like some of them feel like. Running a business is too hard. Making money in politics is easier. So they are not yeah. there to really facilitate anything. No, so no. if if you come in with like a, a solution that necessitates some new projects, yeah. they can put a catchphrase on. Planting for Devon Devon, one Devon Devon, one what what. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. Attractive to them because they, they yeah. know they can they can go and chase money for that they can go and take yeah. chase loans for that so there's that motivation or like there's that inertia from politicians who actually look for solutions and i also think there's another angle to this malice because yeah. if something is fully done and it's com is solved of course no problem is 100 percent solved there will always be issues that we need to address later but I feel people think, people in politics think, if something is 100% solved, they have no way to plan around, you know, that and say, okay, so we need money to fix this problem. Yeah, because everything they, has been solved. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they want um, solutions. Like temporary solutions that create more issues and then you get returns again and... Like fixing the road. Well, you fix the road halfway and then <laughs> yeah, yeah like you can do, do multiple layers for the road to fix like all the issues. For life fix the again. <laughs> <laughs> so like like you, you can do like multiple layers of the road. I know it's expensive and we can debate sometimes people want to debate the cost of roads and things. Charlie, some of the numbers are strange. I know it's expensive, but I, I, I believe we can <clears throat> handle those projects in a way that makes them not a problem for at least eight years. If we do them properly, like 50, we don't need, we don't need to. If, if we have, tell me, if we have, 
Yes. Yeah. If, if we have like uh, problems every 10 years that we need to patch up or fix, yeah, fine. But every year, really, we fix the problem every year. It means there's they don't so many fix the problem every that. year. They fix it every four it. years. Yeah. From June to November. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> Well, they use this month to fix the rain. They don't yeah. do it properly. Like <laughs> makeup. So when it rains, then everything washes away. Thank you. Then after that, it gets bad. <laughs> then in the next four years, it's like, yes, it's time for me to come back to action. Power up. Just change the whole of the <laughs> Considering what you said, right, about um, design can fix issues, right? I mean, honestly, eh, I feel being a designer is a burden. And it is like a very great responsibility. That's what most of the designers, most of the designers don't know. You get it. Now, in as much as um, what um, Apache was saying, he was talking about you have to do the right thing. I mean, if you follow what um, the rules and everything, everything will be fine. One, the people setting the rules don't even know what they are setting. That's one thing. But if you look at it here, design, design can solve issues that you didn't even know you had. You understand? If if someone brought a route which costs one million dollars, fine. Now a designer comes and says, you know what? Yeah, let's not use asphalt. We have so much plastic waste. Why don't we construct a temporary factory that can compress this plastic and make it um, a bituminous material that we can use to overlay our roads, right? In as much as you are not seeing the effect of what we are starting in a year or two. After four years, you're going to see the full results. Now, people are not patient. That's one problem. One quick request is political. It has to happen within our four years so that we can campaign and then we can say, oh, we did this, put we did the, that. Put, put in the green book. Exactly. <laughs> so if you look at it from that point of view, a designer is not just, oh, I'm designing a road and there's gutter. No, he's looking at the material. Um, that's one thing I commend you for when he's designing. I mean, the materials matter. We can, we can, we can bring a budget here and we can design within your budget. And solve all the issues. It doesn't necessarily need to be billion trillion dollars. You get it. We can still yeah. have that same hundred thousand dollars that you want to spend, but the material because once you're picking plastic from our locals, the, we bring the waste. We have people in Germany. We can. I mean, we have deals with them. We say, okay, you you want to do this, but in our deal, we want to bring plastic waste and you convert it to a certain material for us, and we bring it back and we used to fix our roads. Easy. Right now, abroad, there are roads and things, Charlie. They are even generating energy for them. You understand? You know, so funny enough, there's a company for... that takes plastic waste and does pavement blocks with it. Exactly. So these people are the ones that we should, we should combine with designers to make sensible roads, smart roads. You understand? So now we are looking at things like this. Honestly, if people can design um, clothes, soccer, soccer, I mean, right now in the balls and boots, they are picking data. Like just football. Someone will say, ah, but it's just a ball. You see, people are thinking beyond just an object. You see that thing? So we design it in as much as the people are, let's say, we can't educate everybody, to be honest. Ghana, Jimmy Bibri, that one is there. But if 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 the design, if the design is addressing the issue, you see, that's why you pay a professional, because he's seeing issues that you are not seeing. Now I can design a building. I mean, this flooding thing, honestly, I don't care about flooding because flooding is, is, is easily solved. I don't know. It's very easily solved. So I don't even know why it's a big deal to be a Thank major you. solution. Thank Look you. at Inzulezu. Inzulezu, they live on water. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. They live on water. Dubai is actually collecting 
and covering land on water. Like water is not the problem. It's the design, the and then and then your approach to how you are creating this. We can we can see there are so many solutions there. My head bash me for the talk because it's like it's so easy. <laughs> Let me not cut you. Make make I don't cut you. Make I don't cut you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's so easy. Like I don't know if I start the talk, okay, if I create the whole podcast, just make a talk. But yeah, And every yeah. time I, I do come out there and I see that there's a problem, eh? I don't understand why there's a problem because it is it is literally it's. Just move this here, and you've solved it. That is all. True. You guess that is all. But flood so, will take me because if flood no happen in four years, what's you go rise for in book inside? Say you do. So well. flood will happen. <laughs> all day more. You see, it's it's. So I don't know. It's a case in 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 my profession. It's a case of the virus and the antivirus. Sometimes antivirus companies create. Ah. Viruses just to, it's like pharmacists they they create diseases just to sell their drugs so i think with this whole conversation we've we've basically realized that the three key components that are supposed to be harnessed together which is economics policy and design for some strange reason right. aren't um ying yanging themselves together so that is why we have these issues so so they decide to become one collective, like harness themselves, and then the synergy is moving in that direction. That is the only way we would have a lot of problems. And this problem we are talking about, which is flooding solved in Accra. Um, but we are about rounding off, and I want each and every one of them to try and summarize, because I'm sure they've seen these issues and off the top of their heads, they know what can be done in Accra. Yeah, as I said, I do that. You want to say something? Yeah, I want to. I want to get in with some. some before we round up, I have some like some quick things I want to uh, touch on. Okay, so okay, so what what I was going to say was um, or is um, when people are designing solutions, even when they are they mean well they make certain assumptions in these parts. It's like we, we assume everybody is smart and will act logically or rationally. Right. Or we assume that everybody is an idiot. And so we don't even need to bother in like, in doing like time, town hall meetings to get their yeah. opinion. Yeah. So what I think, what I think will, will benefit us is, uh, shout out to uh, someone who put me, who put me on, this um, concept uh, in in design. Um, there's something called behavioral economics. So you incentivize people to do the right thing. You don't make it too obvious, but you make it so that when they do the uh, like the minimal things that they need to to do to change things for themselves, it reflects positively on them. So if you are looking at a solution like uh, to like the flood uh, problem, for example, it will be hard to get everybody to do the right thing and see build in the right place. And it will be hard to get everybody to do that right now because the problem has ballooned into like a, a monster, a cancer. But if we design 
solutions that require people to do things slightly different. We, we don't expect them to do a complete 180. No. If solutions like that, then it won't work. Yeah. But if, because people are not 100% selfish also, because they are not going to look at it like, okay, so I have, if I do this, I'm going to benefit 100% from this all the time so i'll keep doing this they're not 100% selfish and they're not 100% rational so we are designing to make them do slight changes that will change the results for everybody and that is what the leaders should understand like you have when it comes to that you have most of the power because there are about what 30 plus million Ghanaians or 35 million i don't even know the actual number. But how many people run things in Ghana? Uh. They are less than a third. They make the laws. They 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 sanction all these construction projects. They 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 okay this uh, developmental projects. They uh. have the chance to okay solutions that affect everybody on a very large scale than the rest of us. What I do has a chain reaction. Cool. But if what I do is um, something that I've been doing for the past 10 years, you don't expect me to totally change my ways in like in a day, in a month, in two years. We built habits over a long period of time. We've normalized pollution, sound. Today, today I woke up I couldn't sleep. Well, I slept at 4 a.m. I couldn't sleep properly because churches were in my, my, my bedroom, speaking loudly with megaphones, loudspeakers. And I couldn't even count the number of people who were attending church. They didn't need all that setup. But if I go and talk right now, it becomes this guy, he's the problem. So we know, we know how our people are. We can't we can them like in a short period of time. So we want to do solutions that sort of allow them to say do the minimal things, incentivize them to do those things, and then the 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 the, the changes that we all expect to see happens over time. Because we don't we don't these flat solutions, whatever they are, won't work if we expect people to change just like that at the snap of a, of a finger. Okay, okay, okay. I think that's in essence is sort of like your solution to the topic that we are talking about. So I'll give the platform to Apichi to also quickly summarize what he thinks should be done going forward by the Ghanaian okay. government. So my mine mine is quite simple. I think anything you are going to do, you need to consult the right professional person. If you are going to court, take, let me take a lawyer. You need to you need to go, go to court and then just go and someone represents myself because you don't know the legalities of you know how the, the law and stuff work. So if you're going to do anything, just try and get a professional. If you want to go and buy land, take a professional with you. They'll check for you. They'll see the nature of the land. If it is flat prone, they'll advise you. If you want to buy, then you buy. If you want to build, see a professional. They will tell you what to do. If you want to use this material to build with this you want to design your house this way people build and then they tell their entire compound which is not the, which is not necessary because you are wasting money time the entire place 
making it even more difficult for water to go into the soil. So when it rains, water will stand on your compound like that if you have any drainage for it. So, so it's simple. All, all I would just have to advise people is that just seek a professional to do anything that you're going to do, be it construction, legal, banking, anything that you're going to do, just seek a professional person's advice. Okay. 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 So, government, seek a professional. Don't call your brothers and your sisters. Come and take contracts. That do. If you will be chopping anyhow. You know, like that. <laughs> so, let me round off the last person. <laughs> David. Yeah. Do this quick right. for us. What do you think right. so, the government should do? I mean, not, not, I, I think all of us have a role to play. It's not necessarily the government. Governments can do everything, but still we can be idiotic citizens. So, it will, it will be cost 19. I think if we all <laughs> if we all up our game a little, right, I think we can solve everything, right? From school, school, the educational system is, is us, like, to be honest, because most of the people who are even thinking change are people who have lens beyond school. Mm-hmm. You get it. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I don't have faith in people that went to tech in as much as I went to tech. Because oh, I know what's happening. Oh, tech. Charlie, they break my heart too. No, they break no, my I mean, heart. I mean, look, oh, Charlie. Look at look at this one. Oh, this this point point why, like why, why they call? Why they call out the school like that? I didn't go to me tech. Though, you, so I, me and you, me and me and you, me and you, me and you, go to school. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm being very blunt. Me that you go to school. Your man just me that you go techno out to the window. Like all hope is well, lost. I bought me. I bought it. It's not like all hope is, is lost though. It's like this. So if we want to use the knowledge that we learn from school as the standard, then this is why Ghana is like this, and it can't be any better because oh, okay. there's nothing being offered more than what we are getting. You understand? Wow. If your cap- your capacity this, you can't expect more because honestly, we've not been taught more than what we receive. The social studies will we know be distilled to Gata, read your area, like that be all we know, and that yeah. is the only solution we can do. You, we can't think of smart technologies because we don't. We were not do, taught do that. You think, do you think it's 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 about not giving the chance the people the chance to be innovative and then think outside the box because so, i think so there be are what, people like that be what, but those people didn't learn it in school yeah and and and, exactly. and, and that should no, be okay no but you can't learn innovation no but you can't learn innovation in school oh you like can't you can learn no you can learn techniques to develop certain skills exactly so but that's why education education is yeah, supposed to learn, stock, you know, stock your mind yeah, but let's not let's not just you know bomb KNC like that or bomb. Oh no, like I'm, I'm not. So, okay, wait. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to bomb KNC. KNC is also. I'm saying that we all went through the system. The system has not changed from Jude's time to my time to Yaya's time to anybody's time. It's the same system. The same lectures that all my my mentors in quotes are the Since same. Since the 80s, Charlie. Since the 80s. <laughs> The Pasco, the Pasco be the same Pasco. Like wow. write the exam, the same Pasco. I also learned and I wrote the exam. Like mm-hmm. nothing has changed. But you want you want development to reach twenty first century developments when you are still using the same things from colonial times. It can't change, and you can't blame anybody because that is what the education system is giving us. Okay. Or you is garbage in, garbage out. Okay. So I can't. 
I can't invest one CD. It just I know be better. You know, better way. Put one CD, invest uh, one million. <laughs> Master, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Okay. So, so, so to me, in conclusion, mm-hmm. we are we we should start from the education system, so that even those who want to go into garments will have sense. And the education system has to be, um, it should be like you see in UK, you can have somebody be a software engineer, but he has basic knowledge about architecture. He has basic knowledge about engineering. Like yeah, it's a yeah. versatile something. True, you see, so yes, it's a holistic true, education. True, true. It's not like true. Oh, we're a doctor. I've met doctors, eh? Apart from medicine, they are stupid because they know nothing Ali. else. You Make can't sense. have, you can't <laughs> have conversations. <laughs> I mean, I'm being very blunt. <laughs> No, but, but it's, fair, it's a fair point what he's saying though, because um I know um with A level so I know with A levels, so my one of my cousins is in the UK and in, in his A level he wants to do um CS in the university. So in his A level, I think I saw his A level results and he had introduction to Python. This is something Imagine. I did, yeah, this is something I didn't even learn in uni and I did CS. I didn't learn I didn't learn Python yeah. in university. I learned it on the job. <laughs> exactly. By myself. Yeah. But this is somebody exactly. who is in high school who is yeah. learning this that one. to do CS in secondary school. So he's already exactly. had that one. The that one I won't, I won't get to uni. You that one I won't lie because I we Kumu, you know I went to SOS. So obviously, yeah. like I did IB and what I learned in IB definitely helped me when I went to university. Like when I went there, like when where are some of the people were not struggling, but like trying to grasp certain concepts. Like I don't really learn that in IB, and that's why I don't understand why the government doesn't want to like try the O level, A level, you know, system in Ghana because that's what they were doing in the past, and then they scrapped it to the basic certificate bullshit. I think we should just grab the whole system and start from ground up, Charlie. Yeah, I, I think I think what David, I agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him with what he's saying that you need to have. A little bit of almost everything oh. growing up, yeah. So so that yeah. you you can be able to like be able you, to you can appreciate other you people's appreciate. value. True, true. You now and understand then, yeah, why true. an architect is necessary, why a software engineer is necessary, true. why I need true. a lawyer. Yeah. True. But if I know yeah. if I decide I'm the lawyer, they so kasake ke meet me akasa. I mean, exactly because we don't appreciate it. It's true. Yes, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So in conclusion, yeah, that be that be, and we all get role play if designers because there are some architects who are us. I mean, Jude go talk. It be true. And they. You can't tell me that you can't tell me who are designing the government's projects. If you architects, then get stamped. They've been working for 10 years, 20 years. The stamping be different job altogether. You don't understand. So yeah, now it becomes friends. like it becomes like us people still be professionals. But the which shall pass the ones who really want to effect change. And in effect, effecting change. He had pass going with the flow. So yeah. the whole thing, Basa, we just for yeah. premix on atomic bomb blast suite and we start from scratch. Wow. Then everybody will be fine. That'd be wow. <laughs> my, my co-host is my co-host is be like hey, Charlie, man, this man they got it. Soviet Soviet solutions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But
but Charlie, that's why we are here. It's free of mind. Yeah. It gets me talk in mind. But what he's saying essentially, Charlie, it really be true because I think that even in in my profession, I I and I appreciate we've had those, those conversations. I always tell you, I never explain to a client how I built a solution because the client doesn't really care how I did that. Yeah. You understand? So it's not worth yeah. it's wasting my time to explain. It's, the same thing applies to lawyers who, as he was saying, are saying that. But that's not how it is. It is actually a very technical job. And mm-hmm. if 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 you have a little bit of all of these things growing up in the educational system, you sort of appreciate and understand their use. So then calling mm-hmm. an architect to come and supervise building of your project or calling an extractor engineer to come and check out your project isn't something you would find first of all, very expensive. You realize that, oh no, I need them because they need to do this and when they do this, this, mm. this and this and this will happen. And you so, can yeah. check the work they are doing too because you have knowledge about True, it. true, 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 true. So yeah, um, I can't say all too soon because this has been a fucking long <laughs> episode. <laughs> and it's been good. And um, Charlie, we are grateful having three technocrats on the episode i think it's never happened in a while i'm wow. telling you today i learned a new thing i even yeah. written down behavioral yeah. economics yeah you have to get a new Puska book dude i'll bring him on this episode again alone because yeah time with dude. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude dude hits these you know um Threats about like figuring out a cry and like how the 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 whole entrepreneur thing, client thing works. Yeah. And sometimes I read, I'm like, rah, this nigga, Charlie. Yeah. Hey. Bare facts, bare facts. <laughs> straight, straight. My man's be coming with the fact that one there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Charlie, I mean, you know, Twitter, we come there to rant about how fucking frustrating this Accra is to us. Yeah, that'd be yeah. terrible. Yeah, if you go mad, if you mad, you just go to work there and they laugh, but you don't go back. Charlie, 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 so Twitter there with a knee down, a big, you just the crown, the crown runs. Then, yeah, feel, but hey, it's been, it's been a good episode. David, thank you for coming. I know bless, I, will bless, send, I will send another invitation to you guys again because this has been a very sure. educative. Sure intensive episode to our listeners hey. if you made it to this place congratulations because <laughs> <laughs> data be fucking expensive <laughs> <laughs> but hey shout out to our listeners charlie um you know we do this because of you as i said earlier um thank you to jude david apache for taking time off your busy schedules i'm sure you guys have to like go and design some um, um cathedral or something for the government but you guys but you guys are here you guys are here going to us and then yeah we, we really appreciate you the network and the podcasters so we are ending this episode on a high note thanks to everyone for making it and we will Bless see you another time on the next episode bye this has been a Gold Coast Report production.
mighty embassy ensemble in here. I got my man Optics in here. And I am Ghana's own, Ghana's only.